different generations fight as if it's a football game. Why? Our show is called the Boomer Effect Podcast. We just want to gain a better understanding of not just those generations that came before us, but also those who come after us. Breaking down generational differences and establishing a common ground. Join Jerry and Rose as they attempt to understand and overcome the generational divide. Come on over. Be a part of the show. The Boomer Effect Podcast. Every episode is brought to you by our generous sponsor, MyPillow. Well, I got to tell you something. I've got their towels, Jerry, and they are so good at drying you off. I mean, they work. You know how you get a towel? So this towel set is so great because it does dry you. You know, you get a towel sometimes that are so cheap and you're like, I'm still wet. You use a towel, you're still wet. So anyway, they have an amazing offer right now. $29.98 on a six piece set of MyPillow towels. And all they have to do is do what, Jerry, to get that? They put in the promo code BOOMER. Yes, it's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter the promo code BOOMER. MyPillow.com, promo code BOOMER. All right, so Jerry, we are on a several-part series of Baby Boomers their effects on the newer generations. But one of the things, you know, that we were going to start out talking about today is some of the contributions. You know, everything is not bad when we say the word boomer doesn't, it shouldn't mean a negative. It shouldn't conjure up these negative ideas or feelings. You know, you had said earlier that in the last episode that you love boomers. Let's talk about why you love boomers. Why do you love boomers? And then we'll talk about some of the things that they've contributed to society. Well, you know, the reason that I say, and, and that conversation came from, from a conversation that I was having with a uh, a younger lady that was talking to me about the fact that she didn't really have to worry about anything. Their generation, you know, they, they could be more cognizant of the world around them and they could look at things differently because, you know, the boomers were going to transfer all of this wealth to them. So they didn't really have to worry about it. And so I explained to her, I said, you know, that's what I love about the boomers. Because when you really think about it, every generation in the past, there was this huge wave of, of uh, money that just went from one generation to the other. But see, the difference with the baby boomers is the fact that, you know, they're more of a, a spending generation. So I said to her, here's the, here's the beauty of it. It might be the largest number. But I think on an individual basis is going to be a much lower number. And so when you take a generation that for the first time, probably in American history, that instead of trying to move forward, just waited for an inheritance, I love the fact that the boomers are going to spend the money. Yeah, they yeah, <laughs> okay. They sure did spend money. Yeah, they, they did. Do. Yeah, they do. And and here's the thing is, is the fact that past generations, it was a big uh, – the mentality was always – you know, how much they were transferring to the next generation. I think that with the boomers, that kind of changed a little bit. And so I, I think a positive side is that uh, maybe future generations realize that they can't just be dependent on wealth transfer from past generations, where I think even with the baby boomers, we knew that there was a certain amount of a wealth transfer. But, uh, you know, I think that that's going to change because I think a lot of baby boomers – the thought that they're going to sacrifice during their lives to just create as much of an inheritance as they can is probably an old concept 
compared to previous generations. You know, and, and that kind of leads me into the next subject, because this really is what we wanted to talk about in terms of contributions. And, you know, a lot of negative things have been said about boomers. A lot of contributions that the boomers made are things that even the younger generations today are actually enjoying. But so let's talk about their contributions. And this came from Karen McCullough online. She has Understanding Boomers, and there's a site that's completely dedicated to what the boomers have contributed. So when you think about the baby boomers, here's some of the things that they're known for, Jerry, and let's talk about these. One of the things is they value relationships. They've they've always seen the value of family. They were very big on family. And I think that having come from parents who went through the depression and that's all they had was each other. That's true. I mean, and, and keep in mind, that is a generational mentality that was passed on, right? The, right. the value of family, uh, the value of accomplishing things, the taking pride in what you do in your work. A lot of those values got passed from one generation to another. And so, you know, when we talk about the contributions of baby boomers, you know, I kind of look at it this way. You're telling me that one of the contributions was passing on these values. Right. But let me ask you something. If we passed them on, why are the other generations ignoring them? That's a good question. I mean, we didn't. They seem to have. So the question is, did we really pass it on? Or did technology replace what we passed on? That's In some ways it may have. Well, yeah, because when you really think about it, do you really think that how many of the younger generations go to their parents for advice that's not connected to finances? And when I say connected to finances, it's not financial advice. It's they need money, so that's when they'll solicit their parents' advice because where are they going to where are they going to try and figure out their problems other than asking their parents? And you know, one thing I it just occurred to me, your book Checkmate. You, you talk a lot about building relationships and building communications. One of our former episodes was about binding communications and, and, and really connecting with other people. That was something that we were taught. And yet it is so very important to success. You talk about that a lot in your book and why a relationship, whether it's a business one or a personal relationship, benefits both parties. And that is part of the the stepping stones towards success. And those are the contributions. When I think about them passing on the value of relationships, because they did value relationships, then I think about how that has helped us, well, yeah, our we, generation, to be successful. That's right. We, we use it as a resource. So, you know, when uh, I asked you earlier where they go for their advice, they would just Google it. Right. That's where they would get oh, there. That's, that's where true. they would get their information. That is so and true. so, you know, they, they would just Google it. And so when you look at some of the values that we were passing on, the problem is, is that if people don't listen to information, you didn't really pass anything on. You know, so we're saying that we passed on these values. But how do you pass something on? If nobody listens, that's the difference. And so I'm going to say that probably, even though we may have tried to pass that stuff on, and I realize, Rose, you're trying to tell me where we contributed, 
But the bottom line is you can't pass something on that people don't pay attention to. Or they've they've been accustomed to a different way of, of, of doing things. Because where they're getting their information. Right. It's all technology It's based. all technology. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. not taking – see, we didn't have that type of technology that interfered in the transference of values and knowledge. You know, we didn't, you know, I, we didn't second guess the knowledge of the other generation with going to Google because it didn't exist. And so today the issue becomes that we're not passing information and knowledge from generation to generation because we think that anything we need to know is on the internet. And there is a lot of things. You know what? I've, I've YouTubed a lot of things, Rose, when yes. I didn't know how to do it, right? <laughs> it it's a value. Help. Yes, but there is value in that. There's some things in life that you can't YouTube. Right. And I think that's kind of what's gotten lost in, tra- you know, in the translation of everything. And even though we've passed that information on, which is a contribution from the baby boomers to the next generation, but it's only a contribution if they're willing to listen. And when we get drowned out by Google and YouTube, you know, it's, it's lost. It's lost in translation. That's a good point. It is a great contribution to society because when valuing relationships, we were also reaching out to communities and seeing needs and meeting them. And, you know, we were always forming new connections. Yes. So, and, and, and you talk about that in your book and that's, it's so important. That would be one of the things that would be so beneficial if, if, if someone else were willing to receive that, that knowledge and how to establish and build relationships. You know, we talk about how technology kind of changed where we get information now. So we're not relying on passing it from one generation to the other, you know, knowledge and experience like we once did. But at the same time, keep in mind that communication skills have changed because today we're emailing, we're texting, we're doing all kinds of different ways that we communicate, but those are very superficial ways of yeah. communication. And so, you know, we're just, we don't get that relationship building uh, experience that we would have in the past. We're not, you, we're not learning that skill set. Generations now, I mean, think about it as dating, right? You know, dating at one point, men had to have a certain amount of skill set to start a conversation. Sure. That was expected. You know, that right. was just an expectation. Uh, they There were certain expectations that they were supposed to have a certain amount of skill in their communications, or they just weren't going to date. Right. Today, what do you do? If you're a, if you're a guy and you want to go out on dates, just go to Tinder. Order up, right? Yeah. It's so no I, different than, than, you know, doing an Uber Eats or something. Right. So the communication skills... And being able to build bonds with people has changed. And it, and it makes people that don't have those skill sets a little more reclusive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the dynamic of everything kind of changes when that happens. What I find interesting is how much your seven-figure wealth platform mm-hmm. and your book Checkmate all kind of work together with what we're talking about right now because because and, and and so it's never too late to learn those skills and that's why you've decided to do this podcast because it's never too late yeah it's never too late i mean you can make changes they in are life. tried and true right yeah you can it's always you know making changes in life is always possible 
You just have to understand, I think the toughest thing is, is most of the things that hold us back are just self-imposed limitations. Things that when you tell yourself you can't do something, then that's the biggest obstacle. When you tell yourself you can't succeed, you tell yourself you can't buy a home, you tell yourself that you can't achieve seven-figure wealth. You know, it's tough to overcome the limitations placed by the toughest critic in life, and that's yourself. That's exactly right. You know, and a lot of what I'm pulling from when I talk about the contributions, there's a great website I just wanted to pass on to everyone. It's KarenMcCullough.com, where she does list all of those, and that's what we're kind of hitting on today. But so we talk about one of the contributions being um, valuing relationships and how mm-hmm. important that is. And you've talked about that many times on your podcast. One of the other things that she listed here was that baby boomers are highly goal oriented. This is another thing that you've actually yes. talked about and it's yes. in your book as well. Let's talk about that because that's one of the things that we have contributed. We are highly driven people. Yes. We do set goals for ourselves. We always did. And I, I, I wonder if that's changed very much, but it is a contribution nonetheless, whether millennials are, 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 are doing the same thing or not, or even the younger generations, it is something that has been proven to add to the success of our personal lives and our, and our business. No, that's exactly right. And, you know, it reminds me, I saw an article, Rose, that I, I was, when we were talking earlier about all of the things that the boomers get the blame for mm-hmm. now. And one of those was the pro- problems within the workforce. And so I thought, you know what, what are they talking about here? So I'm reading this article and they're talking about the fact that when COVID hit, how many baby boomers said, okay, I- I'm done and uh, I'm just going to retire. Right. And they're saying this caused a problem in the workforce because the, the concept was is that they wanted to blame companies for not rehiring in and paying the same kind of money that they were paying to the boomers. But here's the reality of it. The boomers do have a different skill set when it comes to drive and communication. I mean, that's just the bottom line. See, if you past generations, the thought was, you know, they they used to talk about loyalty to the company store and jobs and stuff like that. I mean, here's the thing. Younger generations today, if their employer asked them to stay over for five minutes to finish a project, what, what would they feel needed to happen to do that? They want compensation. They want compensated yes. for it. Yeah. But yet, if they want to go into the employer and say, look, I got something coming up. You know, I got a tea time with a bunch of buddies. You know, I got a meeting that I'm supposed to meet some of my girlfriends to go to a concert. You know, can I get out of here early? But when they get out of here earlier, even if the employer lets them do it, what do they expect to have happen? You know, they expect to get paid the same. So when the article talked about the fact that the problem was is that boomers retiring was causing problems in the workplace. You know, in my mind, I'm saying, look, we just vacated a bunch of jobs that should be opportunities for other generations. Now, I get that. Right. You know, but here could be a problem. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Is if the boomers have a skill set of communication and more of a, you know, more of a, they put more emphasis on the quality of work that they do. How do you replace that job 
with somebody who doesn't. So rather than look at it like, hey, you know what? The boomers are retiring and jobs are being vacated and companies aren't replacing them the same way. Mm. That's like saying, I, I'm a big company. I'm like an NBA team. I had a lot of talent on the floor, right? Right. And I was paying them big to be the talent on the floor. Everybody retires at one point. But that doesn't mean I'm running out to high schools and grabbing people out and paying them the same money. No, you're right. Not when they don't have the same talent or the same emphasis on how well they do their job. You know, one of the other things, too, that's talked about in this article and, and what boomers I hate to say boomers because it almost sounds negative, but the baby boomers were known for, in addition to valuing relationships. And we just talked now about how they were highly goal oriented. Mm -hmm. So we're taking those same principles learned as baby boomers and passed on, hopefully. And without those goals, Jerry, where are we? Well, you got to keep mine. You, if, if you, it's like taking a trip, right? Success is like taking a trip. You want to go from point A to point B. Point B is the goal. If you never set the destination for where you want to go in life, where, where, how, how are you going to get any place, right? You're just meandering around hoping that you get lucky and find what you're looking for. If you don't, if you don't have a roadmap in life to, to achieve your goals and you don't set those goals, you're never going to hit them. And if you can't, if you, if you don't know where you're going in a dark room, with no lights. Let's just say it's a big warehouse and you know there's a door someplace to get out. But you have no idea, there's no direction, there's no lighting, nobody told you anything. Maybe it's a secret door. How do you feel when you're in that dark building alone? You feel lost. You know, actually that leads into one of the other things that was discussed in that article online is that we were self-assured and that yeah. provided some benefits to future generations as well. You want to touch on that because it kind of segue, you kind of segue. Yeah. Into so that I think, I think right this now. is when you really think about it, you know, you're talking about a generation that was taught to believe that anything was possible with effort and sacrifice. And so we had a choice, put in the effort and sacrifice to get there or not to. Right. But we always knew that it was an option. And I think that a lot of times what happens is, is when you get away from the belief that effort and sacrifice can get you where you need to go, and you no longer start looking for a goal. You, you don't even know where you're going to go, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know where you want to go, when you don't know where you want to go, and you're not accomplishing the things that you want to in life, here's what happens. That old saying, is the glass half full or half empty? You know, we were more of a the glass is half full mm -hmm. generation. Mm -hmm. the, today, you got a lot of glasses half empty people out there. And so if the glass is always half empty, you're lost because you didn't really set a goal. And you just really don't, you know, you don't know what you're supposed to do because you, you don't have that belief that anything can, you know, that you can fix anything. You don't have that confidence. Some were able to extend those benefits, those strengths to the next generation. Perhaps some did not. Well, here's the thing. Think about this one. Every generation was able to pass on this knowledge. 
Same thing that I do with salespeople, right? right? Be able to pass on knowledge. That's an important thing because you either spend a lifetime learning by trial and error mm-hmm. or somebody passes you knowledge. But as much as we've tried to pass on that knowledge, there's something that we're having to deal with that past generations didn't have to deal with when it came to the transference of that knowledge. And that is all of the technology. It's how much things have changed on how people engage. You know, the communication skill set's different. You know, I don't think we told any of our kids, oh, you can't accomplish anything. I don't think that happened. If the baby boomers were guilty of anything, I think what they were guilty of, we did not teach our kids that to accomplish things in life may require sacrifice. Said, don't worry about it. We'll protect you. I mean, think about this. Since when? You know, the baby boomers, you got trophies when your team won. There weren't participation trophies. No, no. Okay? So what we've done is we've taught people not to win, but to just participate. And then feel good about the fact that you didn't put in your best effort, but you participated. That's the difference. Well, you know what? That's a good place to stop because we have more on our list of contributions that baby boomers have made to society. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Boomer Effect Podcast. Different generations fight each other as if it's a football game. There's good and bad in all generations, but we want to break down generational differences and find common ground. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe. We had a blast, and we hope you did too. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, you can find us at www.theboomereffect.com. See you next time.